Hello and happy Saturday, goblins! Here to talk a little D&D? Maybe learn some player secrets? We'll lay down those weapons, take off that armor. It's time to disengage. Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining episode two of Disengaged. I'm here with Alden Eberhardt, who plays Gerard Wentz on The Hottest Club in Waterdeep. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Alden. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so I think you're fantastic at the way you always, you know, get your role playing on so well. And uh, so I want to know first a little bit about Alden and then Gerard. So okay. is D&D your only creative outlet? Do you have any others? Um, well, uh, yes. D&D is at this time my <laughs> only creative outlet. And I, I would uh, say that is Mostly due to, uh, you know, uh, for those of you listening in the far future, we are in the middle of a pandemic. COVID-19 really just uh, allowed, like, all of my friends were like, oh, wait, D&D is a thing. And, like, we're all stuck in our homes. So I I am just, like, block solid. Like, I have D&D. And, like, as soon as we're all, you know, ready to go back, I'm going to be like, okay, well, that's great. But I know that like one or two of those uh, those games is just going to evaporate. I'm going to be like, no, no, remember how uh, fun we were having. I know. I mean, James has created this whole podcast in quarantine. <laughs> and the other, you know, when I was trying to schedule this interview with you, you were like, oh, I've got a solid block of RPGs on Sunday. And I was like, hold in. So, okay. So uh, only creative outlet at the moment. Yes. Um, do you see it as a creative outlet? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I love to create characters and I love to build worlds and I love just collaborative storytelling in general. And I think that that is just a really fun and, uh, and an amazing way to tell a story and, and, and just come together, you know, with a group of people and, and have fun. I love it. That's the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> um, so I, I guess that's kind of jumps into the, um, question one of the questions i have about um this particular game um so this is a preformed kind of you know it's a it's in a campaign book uh, um and i see this uh this podcast uh the hottest club in Waterdeep more as a character showcase than like a story showcase is is this is the game exactly what you expected going in or is it totally different oh not at all um (laughs) i i uh uh actually just kind of well here's the thing from from the (laughs) cast members as because like first he told me all right there's gonna be a game we're gonna record it and I was like, "Oh, cool! All right, we're gonna we're gonna tell a story." And then, like you know, and then he, he, as and uh, this is I love all of my cast members, but as he told me the people, I was like, "Oh, that guy doesn't take the rules seriously. <laughs> He's a lot of fun." And I'm like, "Oh, that guy, that." Guy. And I was like, "Oh, I see. This is gonna be a lot of fun." But that by that point, I'd already picked Grave Cleric because because my power. I am like, oh, "Go ahead, I'm gonna let the <laughs> listeners know right now." Alden is a filthy power gamer. And I picked Grave Cleric because I think it is one of the most badass uh, things you can play in, in D&D 5e. And so I, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then at that point, I was like, well, I've, I've already crossed this bridge. Let's see if I can still play this powerful character and then and then make him, see if I can stand toe-to-toe with these 
super charismatic people <laughs> and see what I can do. And well, I think I, I've done, uh, I think I've held my own, but maybe not. <laughs> I think so remarkably, yeah. especially uh, episode seven was kind of Gerard's episode uh, <laughs> after getting uh, Troll Skull Manor, a.k.a. now the Hansi Haversack, uh, <laughs> finding it haunted. And um, I felt like that episode really got to showcase the uh the emo aspect of it. Yeah, yes i i was i have i have never played uh this uh before so i had no idea like i was how i was gonna like get that aspect out and and, and <laughs> still make it funny and not make fun of people too. and then i was like right our bar is haunted yes <laughs> oh we're great <laughs> uh well, and the uh, the voice you've chosen to use for him, I think, is just like it's perfectly despondent, but also melodramatic. <laughs> I, uh, I I tried to this. Is, I think that's the voice that plays in my head when I read about. Oh, no, I forgot his name. Everyone's going to hate me. Uh, the robot from uh, <laughs> from Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I'm blanking on the name too. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was my voice for him in my head, and I was. And yeah, so this, that is okay. my this is my homage to him, actually. Uh. <laughs> um. Okay, so do you usually like try to figure out where a campaign is going? Uh, I, I recently um, wrote a little review of of uh, the Hottest Club, which I'll be posting. But I'm like, if there were any plans, I don't think we're on track for those plans. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, this, I, I'd say, like, this is going to be more of a, like, obviously, like, our, our end goal is to to just be, like, hot and popular and <laughs> cool. And that's going to be funny just having Gerard in the middle of that and just really uh, juxtaposing all of these these really, like, fa- fabulous people. And then he's going to be there just bringing it down. And they're going to be like, okay, how are we going to get this guy so that he's useful but still, you know, getting bringing in those people because you know there there is there's a whole group subset of culture out there that loves it. They really just want to sit in the dark room and feel their feelings. And you know what, Gerard's here to to represent them. <laughs> so, how much do you um, actively think about the other characters when you're playing your character? Um, I, I think it's important to to try and and bounce off of them and and uh and try and and figure out uh what each uh person is trying to to grow their character into and see if I can't either help that growth or uh challenge it or or um join them in it you know it's it's a lot of fun just to to bring a a disparate group of characters together and and uh I don't know if we're ever going to become a family but we're definitely going to become like you know <laughs> that queen group that's just like like oh they're so hot right now that's what i want that's what i want <laughs> that has to be the most olden answer ever <laughs> i mean to be real like if i'm playing a character i'm i'm like I, I, it's all about me and i'm like i'm trying to just figure out so much my character like i don't even think about the other ones <laughs> uh, so like the fact that you're like oh i may help this character or i may challenge this character is, uh, and is I, awesome. I think that that just comes from i i have played i played D for a very long time i, I started in college but that okay. was, that is a long time ago for, for you <laughs> listeners and um and i i did i did start out that way i did i was like okay well here's my character and, and this is what's happening and i would uh, I, 
react to what the story was going on around me. But it was, it was, I, I was very, very lucky to have a really good group. And then like that group challenged me and they, they created characters where suddenly like, I was like, well, I'm going to go do this. And the paladin was like, well, that's wrong. Uh, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, Hey dude, why are you, why are you uh, yucking my yum? But he wasn't yucking my yum. He was just saying, he's like, this, this, this is a world that, uh, and conflict is a part of it, even within your your allies. And like that is a really cool thing to to weave into the story. So you weren't always a natural. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I was molded. <laughs> <laughs> Are you um, hoping we'll see Gerard's brother? Because I know at the very beginning, um, you know, when you're just kind of yeah. in character background, it's like, oh, uh, he's here to help his brother. Is that something that you're actively hoping to get to or it's just kind of throw away well now that we have established that the club is successful yes absolutely because now he can, he's supposed to be doing this to help pay off a debt and mm-hmm. i hope that uh and i and i know he has and i hope james has taken that thread and just ran with it and he's just gonna ambush me you know <laughs> i i love that i love to i love to just to plant my own self-depreciating bombs for the dm to just like light the fuse and we be like, cannot give him that power <laughs> I trust him. I trust that he'll he'll uh, he'll make it fun and 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 make it interesting. And that's all that that we're, we're doing this for. That's a lot of trust. <laughs> well, you know, if he, if he hurts my feelings, you know, I'll I'll cry about it. But then I then I'll really <laughs> feel that. more in touch with Gerard. That'll be perfect. Oh, all right, all right. That's a very good view of that. <laughs> so uh, I actually kind of see Gerard as like the father, like of this whole group for some reason, like oh, the, you no. know, the, the dad friend, oh, no. so to speak. <laughs> I may be alone in that, but uh, for some reason that kind of jumped out at me in that episode seven as well. Uh, just, you know, not quite as chaotic and. That is um... very true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, because, because his, 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 uh, he is a cleric and, you know, that is a very important part of his identity and Kellamvor is lawful neutral. So um, I tried to play him, uh, obviously he's he he can't um, he's not gonna especially with the fun uh, atmosphere that we have developed he's not gonna stop people mm-hmm. from you know it's if it's a club that you're you're running they're gonna <laughs> do club stuff but what he's trying to do is he's just trying to uh, um, walk through through life without um, really hurting anybody <laughs> but of course he's already hurt plenty of people as we saw and that last episode was hilarious just because i was like uh i loved that moment where i i knocked out the guy and thought all right good we'll question him later and then brian was like yeah we'll question him this is how i do that and i was like ah! <laughs> i loved it that was amazing and uh i i i hopefully will we can bring that back in into it uh he can he could just just ex- express his dismay at at their callousness. <laughs> oh. well, I'm sure there'll be a lot more moments like that oh, for yeah. sure. So, <laughs> um, so you like playing a cleric because they're super powerful. Um, is that what you said? I want you to expand um, well, on that. I like bit. the grave cleric because I like the grave fact that, specifically. that they are able to. Uh, and James doesn't know this yet, so oh, crap! If he listens to this, I'm screwed. <laughs> 
uh, I, I can I will, try to edit it before yeah, he listens I will to eventually it. Eventually, be able to cancel out his crits, and that's <gasps> going to be really fun for like Whoa. James to be like, "It's a natural 20. and I'll be like, "Well, actually," and he'll be like, "Wait!" <laughs> and also the fact that anyone that drops, if I heal them, they come back to full hit points or to the maximum amount of hit points I can heal, which I feel like uh, we haven't really needed because he's he's more about the character development, and and that's great too because that that can't that point it's like okay well you've got a, a cleric of of a death god who is trying to build the hottest club in Waterdeep. what are you doing <laughs> and i'm like well money is his primary motivator because he's trying to help his brother and these guys as kooky as they are they've got it and they are <laughs> gonna build the hottest club and he's gonna ride their coattails to success <laughs> and uh hopefully try and uh keep them from ending up in prison along the way <laughs> hmm. That's uh, uh, the whole um, cleric background, uh, you know, having a, um, uh, is it a, I'm sorry, is it a god? That's yeah, your, it, like, it is a god. Kelimor is a god. Yes. God, yeah. So, um, like, I've never played a cleric, um, mm-hmm. and, and I've always thought it was, it would be hard for me to play, like, somebody with, like, a god or something. So I kind of tend to avoid that. But yeah, that yeah. also makes for really good background um, to kind of work with as yeah. To form a character, and it's and it's a great just leash for the DM to yank you in a right. direction. And I, I'm all about you, that. You, I, like, you are giving him too much power. I, I have. It's because I've DM'd, and sometimes when you're trying to herd the cats, you're just like, "Come on, work with me here." And so I always leave those those tethers out there to be like, "All right, well, look, if you if you have a specific idea and you want to hit me to head in that direction, here are a few." tidbits for you and then you know look there's only a limited amount of tidbits so eventually he'll run out and then then he'll just you know he'll pay you are so good (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) so do you prefer uh to dm or to play or not don't have a preference i prefer to play honestly um okay i i like dming i in fact i had i had a great campaign a three five campaign i took them from one to twenty and uh, I learned just recently, one of my friends was like, that was my most favorite campaign that I've ever played in. And I, I was like, oh, like, you know, I, I was all emotional and happy about it. Aww. And uh, and so that that like really gave me the bug to like try it again. And so that's why I've, I've got a, a game that uh, James is playing in uh, mm-hmm. every Monday. <laughs> that uh, he, he, he asked for uh, super hardcore mode. And I'm learning that uh, 5e, it's really hard to challenge uh, a large group of players. Like uh, yeah. watch, we watch um, old Matthew Mercer, hopefully we can say his name, uh, uh, do it every week and i'm like and every once in a while i'm like that's too mean and now i'm like no he's right we must punish them <laughs> uh so yeah well, absolutely every every yeah. time i've played in a, in a large group you know and, and james is dm'd he's been like i wonder if y'all can handle you know this creature at this level and he's like well duh of course you guys can yeah <laughs> so. yeah like yeah like we on our fun game our friday game uh we we fought some ridiculous creatures and like as he's name dropping them i'm going we need to run away and you guys are like charge and i was like no 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 and then like uh a few rounds in i was like oh my god we're doing this oh we're really doing this this is amazing <laughs> that's why i like playing um yeah. a barbarian yes uh just 
literally I could just be like, yeah, I am going to smash this. I don't care if I think I can or not. I just want to smash it. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter if I can kill it. I just uh, want to hit. Oh, man. And and uh, Civil Destruction Jackson is a legend. <laughs> and so hopefully one day it will be told because <laughs> it is it is a tale of epic proportions. Well, this is about Gerard all right. and Alden. Talking about Gerard. Got it. <laughs> um. So, uh, what are some of your D and D rituals? Because I know you arrange your dice very specifically. I do, <laughs> um, which I love. <laughs> but do you have any other? Tell us about that ritual. Then, do you have any others? I I take my D twenties. I have nine of them because uh, specifically you know, nine. Yes, I I uh, I gave away when I got to ten. I was like, this is too much, and I <laughs> gave it away to uh, to uh, oh gosh, do, do you want me to give other podcast names out? I, I'm a, I gave it away oh, to I'm... to uh, to Joe from the Glass Cannon podcast because he oh. is the unluckiest son of a gun I have ever listened to. <laughs> And so I just gave him, I gave him my luckiest die and it oh saved, it saved I, I, and I'm telling you, it's amazing. It saved his character's life uh, several <laughs> times. And I, I'm just so happy to, to hear that. But yeah, I think nine is good. And I, and then I, I thought about it and I was like, yes, nine for the ring wraiths or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's, a, I just, I don't know. I wanted a, a nice odd number and, and 11 was too many so you and like then i odd numbers all I, I do i do i'm an odd duck like that <laughs> so i take the d20s and i'll roll them all at once and then i order them in by 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 number and then i take the one that rolled highest and that's my first die and the one that rolled second highest will be my uh my advantage or disadvantage die Mm. And then I'll I'll what I, and then the rest of that rolling that you guys hear in the background that's driving you crazy and annoying you <laughs> is actually me uh, rolling all of the dice that I need uh, for damage for the specific character and for Gerard it's actually pretty simple because we're still low level and and he's a cleric and he's you know and it's all d8s or d6s so it's great <laughs> but uh, you know if I if I take another character that's got a bunch of spells or something then I'm like oh okay well the maximum I will I'll ever have is if I cast this at 10th level blah 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 and so then I have to I have to figure it all out and have it all set aside and I don't know I like it like that it helps me <laughs> and then if uh, if a uh, died betrays me in the middle I've got the other ones lined up in the wings and I will replace it so any natural one you're getting benched you're going straight to dice jail <laughs> but it has to be a one not like a two or a three. Oh no no twos or threes you get to keep rolling and just ruin my night <laughs> yeah I know um I think Alex um from the other podcast mm -hmm. uh has like different dice per character so i feel like he might have different rituals per character right? yeah yeah and i think that that's a really cool thing to do but i think that if i did that i would end up with a lot of dice and i'd need it apparently story. 10 is too many yep yep it's one too many one one set too many darn it <laughs> <laughs> i mean really if you have nine dice that you've rolled ones in a row like you're just shit out of luck <laughs> exactly exactly if yeah if you get if you got into dice number 10 this it's just not your night it's just exactly. time to, to roll over and uh and start uh rolling the uh using those spells that make the dm roll <laughs> yeah all right well um that's kind of uh all i have right now for you unless you have anything you'd want to comment on about the games well, I, I love uh, being a part of this. Thank you guys for inviting me. Um, oh, and no, I know. I feel I, like I've asked for you to say something nice. I did not. You can no. say something incredibly mean. <laughs> you guys Absolutely. are a bunch of jerks. No. <laughs> 
Well, you know what? You are a bunch of jerks for not inviting me to Endless Midnight because that podcast <laughs> sounds fucking sweet. Oh, but, it's, it's awesome. But I, I get like, it. I, I think Alden will have too much going on if I ask him. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And it, I think you, it, is a, it is a scheduled conflict. So uh, uh, fair enough. But I, I love it. And um, I'm, I'm uh, listening to every episode. So I'm excited about it. Awesome. Yeah, I love um both co- podcasts so much they're they're so different um and so they each have their merits in their different ways so and going back and listening to it i was like oh man these guys did you go really... back and listen to I do. I your do. episodes yes yes and I, but really I'm, I'm just trying to see like oh god did he keep in that one off-color joke and he doesn't <laughs> james is great he really edits me out and i appreciate you james thank you and uh I, I thought, so wow, funny. it's really funny. Like, it is really funny. They're 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 really uh, talented, uh, talented group there. So I'm happy Absolutely. to be a part of them. Yeah. Well, you're one of them. So thank you, thank you, <laughs> and thank you for joining me for this little mini interview. I it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for listening to Disengaged. I'm producer Erica, and I hope to catch you next time.